This is Behold, a VBC podcast. Our goal is to examine biblical truth that will better equip you to behold the glory of the Lord more fully in your daily life. Without further ado, here is the Behold podcast. Well, hello there, listener, podcaster, church family. Beholder. Behold all the things. Uh, good to be with you again. I missed last week. This is Sean and Dan this week and just Sean and Dan this week. But just say real quick, last week, if you missed it, I wasn't there. I was out of town and Dan and Pat Smith had just an amazing conversation and it went up a little bit late. So make sure you catch that if you didn't listen, because it was Pat's first time and he just, he's built for this. He's so it, good. It was so, such an uplifting time and yeah, so if you even if you need to stop listening to this right now and go listen to that, do it. The technology. <laughs> you can always come back, too. Always I, come back to I this love one. it. Yeah, so make sure you give that a listen. And um, yeah, so Dan and I, we just got back yesterday. We've been away for the last couple of days on our annual staff retreat. Although the, the, the naming is kind of suspect because it used to be a staff retreat and then Mr. Tim Barley comes along. And all of a sudden, he's like, he, I'm going to whip you guys into like shape. Turns the crock pot dial to like 13, you know? And so then it became a staff. Well, he wanted to call it the staff bolt hole. What is it? The bolt? Thank hole? you. Bolt hole. No one, I don't know what it means. But he says it's like, oh, you know, when an animal is in danger, they run to their bolt hole and they like, get away from the world kind of thing. Wow. I literally have never heard that. We're going to have to ask him. It must be a Florida him. thing. It must be a Florida and crocodile thing, alligator thing. <laughs> we'll have to ask him about it next time he's on the podcast. Anyways, and then it became the staff intensive. But then, was, but then that was like too daunting. But it was accurate because it was really intense. <laughs> so then, so then he changed it to the staff collective. But but leave it just as intense as it was. Well, it's fun, and it's funny because every year we love we love Tim. Shout out to Tim, and he might not even listen to this, but but uh, he tells us every year, "Hey, remind me next year to have it be a more restful time. Remind me to not have such a packed in schedule." And we're just like, okay. <laughs> So maybe we need to do a better job of reminding. Maybe it's our fault, yes. So anyways, yeah. it was the uh, collective this year, and it was great. We uh, got out to Santa, Camp Santa Cruz for a few days, which, tell you what, Camp Santa Cruz sounds luxurious. It's not. It's pretty rustic. <laughs> it's pretty, pretty rustic. It is it's pretty rustic, but it's great. <laughs> it's a good lesson in just, you know, enjoying. Simplicity. Simplicity, enjoying one another instead of stuff, you know. You can't beat the location. It's 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 a couple blocks from from the beach right down there, and so we took uh, you know some sunset strolls along the beach after dinner or, or before dinner, and uh, yeah, really really good time. Love that. Uh, yeah, Dan, what was your favorite favorite moment on the staff collective? Well, yeah, I gotta I gotta I gotta say that. Probably my one of the things I think that's kind of the magic of, of these trips is you have these spontaneous um, just moments with people. These, you know, just a conversation over a meal or you're, you know, you're walking somewhere just down to the beach or um, to go get a cup of coffee or something. And just kind of unexpected, you know, you're not sitting down doing a Bible study. You're not in a meeting. It's just kind of organic and, and the conversation is just so uplifting mm. and I learned things about staff members that I've been on staff with for years that we had never 
talked about her, and, and I was like, wow, that's so cool to learn that inside. You or, didn't know I was Korean. Exactly, things like that. And so just really fun to have those, you know, we would call them chance encounters, but we know that they're ordained by, by God and and just used to <clears throat> to really encourage us and or, or give us some kind of delight or joy or just just build a bond, you know, those shared experiences. I'll give you one example. This is kind of a silly one, but we we did this team building exercise that um, Luke and Stephen Greenaway led us through, and it was it was so funny and hilarious. And it's a story for another another time, but but it was a great time. But after you know, a couple of us were just like hanging out, doing whatever, and we started we started doing like bottle flips. Oh goodness! And um, if you if you know if you don't know what a bottle flip is, it's basically there's a plastic water bottle with I don't know maybe maybe half of the of the the, the the vessel filled with water. And the challenge is to to throw that bottle in the air, but have it flip, you know, a full rotation and then stick the landing onto a surface, like a table or something like that. And so we started doing some bottle flips and just having a good time. And then it was like me and Steven were, were doing it. And then he was like, oh, see if you can, you know, do the bottle flip up on that ledge over there. And so we're doing it and we, and we count how many times it would take us to, to land it or whatever. Well, a few minutes after, you know, into this, Sean comes and Christian Derrigito comes and Jason Moe comes and, um, and that was everybody, right? Was that that was that Autumn. Was, Autumn was there for a hot Autumn minute. was there too. She she was laughing at us because basically for for about two and a half hours, we were just going around the gym and just finding new ways to challenge our our, our bottle flipping. You know, different scenarios, different landing points, um, and it was just so silly and just so fun. And we turned it into a competition, and just we just had a blast. And and Sean, why don't you tell the good people uh, who who happened to be the most uh, proficient of the group? Well, this this, task? this was uh, um, this was interesting because it started off not this way. You know, it was pretty just like we all suck at bottle flipping with some good moments, <laughs> and then like kind of in the middle two thirds of it, Dan had these like this string of four just incredible throws where. Like, oh, we'll try to get it on this obscure thing. And then very first throw, Dan lands it. And like for context, the, before that, it was like, it took us 10, 12, 15 throws for each one. And then Dan just four times in a row, just get to the very first throw. It was unbelievable. Poor Steven is losing his mind. He's like angry about it at this point. <laughs> Dan's like pooping his pants because he's so happy about this it was already. So, it was so fun. It was really great. Yeah, but just little things like that, you know, like, yeah. well, that's something that you just kind of had to be there and, and you that grew our bond, you know? And so when you are in the trenches with people and you're um, just in ministry and serving and just in the, in the grind, like, it's just cool to know, like that the people next to you, you have those shared experiences and, and, you know, I think it's really valuable. Yeah. I mean, I would say the same. It's just, I think, you know, we're all so privileged to be with one another and to serve one another and do ministry with one another. And, you know, I love that every single day we come in and we can, I without even any hesitation, jump into something really deep with you and Jason and Tim and, and Charlie or whoever. Um, but it's just nice to take a step away from all of that and just enjoy one another as brothers and sisters in Christ. And you know, I just really felt that way that like, we you know, our staff of whatever it is, 25, 30 people, we really are a family, you know, mm. and that really solidified that for me of just, man, I'm so grateful for these brothers, for these sisters it's just nice to be reminded of that. It's not about the grind, you know? Like, I think sometimes we just think about we're so organization structured in our thinking mm -hmm. sometimes just because we all work in different places or whatever. And we're always thinking about, like, what's this event we got to think of for next week? What's the next big worship service we have to all yeah. be working towards? Yada, yada, yada. 
And ever just stop and be like, man, we are all just part of the same family of Christ. You know, it's just amazing just sitting that together. So anyways, I agree with you. I loved, loved having that. Whether it be the bottle flipping, whether it be the <laughs> spike ball we played or the yeah. walk on the beach or just the prayer and the time of worship we had together. We had some amazing times of praise, like just singing and sharing scripture and prayer, prayer and just it was, oh, it was so spontaneous and free and just powerful like oh it was it was awesome yeah but let it be known lest anyone accuses us of painting this trip the wrong way you know the this was a sunday through tuesday trip and on monday by the time the third out of the fourth session rolled around or maybe the third out of the fifth session every single one of us we're just crashing we're falling asleep because yeah. everyone is so <laughs> exhausted just mentally exerted and yeah. it was it was intense for sure and that's why tim is like oh we'll dial it back next yeah, year so yeah, yeah. While I'm grateful for the break, it wasn't that break, right? It's like No, totally. And, and, and some of those conversations, we need to have those conversations and we need to <clears throat> be challenged in the ways we were challenged. And so I think that the strategy that we talked about is how can we have a retreat once a year where we do just really get away and, and recharge, but then have the, these intensives throughout the year where we tackle some of these hard issues and make some tough decisions and and really just grow together in, in worship and, and stuff like that. So, yeah. Yeah. And then just, you know, coming out of that, one of the cool conversations that happened amongst our staff, because, you know, the whole point of this trip is, yeah, recharge, equipping, those kinds of things, but also just for some, like, vision casting and kind of just where are we heading as a mm -hmm. ship in regards to the shepherds of this church, you know? And one of those conversations revolved around the idea of what is our mission? You know, what is our mission? Mm -hmm. What is our... It started off as what, is, what are our God-given tasks and priorities of the church? Which then you distill that down, right? What's our mission statement? And it's funny because we have when one. You, when you're saying our, um, you know, are you t let everyone know, like, are we talking personally? Are we talking as a staff? Are we talking as a church? Yeah, right now we're talking as a church. We're yeah. talking we're kind of as a church family. Um, and it's funny because Valley Bible Church has a quote-unquote mission statement. Mm -hmm. You know, it's written up on the website. And it cracked me up because Tim asked the whole staff, and these are, you know, pastors of 20 years, you know, and people serving in ministry forever. And he asked, oh, which one of you can stand up and, and say our mission statement right now? And not a single person can Well, do he even it. said, you give a surprise. So I'll give you 20 bucks. I got a, I got a crisp yep. $20 bill for whoever can do it. And, uh, and none of us could. And it was, it was very sobering, I think, for us, you know, and, and it was a little embarrassing too. And it's like, man, what... Um, what does that say about where we are as a staff and, and as a church? And what does that even say about our mission statement, right? Yeah, which, you know, just to put things in perspective, like if you don't know what a mission statement is, it's a typically one or two sentence statement that your organization, your team, your company, your church will have that is, it's for that purpose of why are we doing what we're doing and how do we do it? Yeah, well, you said there's those three things typically that are yeah, in Yeah, so there, right? typically if you go to like a corporate thing about mission statements, it'll say, here's the three things that a mission statement has to have. What do we have to do? How do we do it? And why do we do it? Yep. You know, and so for us as a church, though, obviously we can answer those things, right? So I just want to say, like, on one hand, I'm with you. I'm discouraged because I'm like, oh, right. no one knows our mission statement. I don't yeah. even know it, you know? Yeah, yeah. At the same time, I think every single one of those people could have stood up and answered all three of those questions easily. That's a know? great point. Like, man, we're a community of God. We, we love Jesus Christ. We transformation through evangelism and gospel spreading and planting churches. Everyone could have said that. Yeah. And I even think most of our people on Sunday mornings could stand up and easily say all those things, which are our cores. So it's not that they don't know the the what and how and why. Right. But 
there is so much benefit to being able to distill that in an easy to remember way. Yeah. Well, like we were like like we were talking about in my, in my group, uh, you see this a lot in in family life. So, my family doesn't really have like a, a mission statement, you know. But we have to be the best. Yeah, yeah. But we have we have a <laughs> that should be it by the way. Uh, but we have a series of of statements. They're they're almost like catechetical statements where um, if someone doesn't underneath know, if someone doesn't know what a catechism yeah, so is. So a catechism so a catechism is, is basically like uh, a, a question, a theological question, right? Like who is Jesus Christ, and then a succinct answer to that. You know, he's he is the divine son of God, uh, you know, who, who became flesh or whatever. Right. But then underneath that, there is this whole body of teaching that could be really, really extensive, but, um, and it really can be fortified and reinforced year after year after year. But the, the phrase, the answer, the response, the, the short kind of quippy, not quippy, but pithy, I think is a better word. Um, response basically just calls to mind all the body of teaching that's underneath it. And so like, for instance, like our kids, you know, we, we have all these different sayings and, and typically we, um, you know, we, we make them like finish it. We'll start it and they finish it. So I'll be like, you know, you get what you get and you don't, and then they all have to say in unison, throw a fit, throw a fit. (laughs) Yeah. You get what you get and you don't throw a fit. And year after year, we, we basically unpack that. You know, we, and we teach them like, hey, what does it mean to be grateful? What does it mean to, to, to live with contentment? You know, what does it mean to just go with the flow and like be humble and like let somebody else, uh, you know, just, you know what I'm saying? Yep. So we've got a whole series of those. Um, the, the phrase in and of itself doesn't carry the whole weight of what we're teaching our kids, but it is designed to call to mind all the stuff that's underneath it. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's really the the value of having uh, a mission statement and it could change over time and it could be refined over time. But that's something that everybody as a church, we can, we can um, kind of rally around and it'll call to mind, you know, this, these other things that, that are below. Yeah. I love that. And I think that kind of speaks to why at Valley Bible Church, at least, you don't hear us make a big deal about mission statements as much. And you go to some churches who are more like, you know, social media or marketing minded than us, and you walk in and it's on t-shirts, it's on the wall, it's on the screens everywhere, whatever it is. Here all the time, you know, love God, love people, that kind of thing, you know? And it is easy to grasp. It is compelling. It is, it does help you plug into what's happening in that culture, right? But I think you just touched on why maybe the elders of VBC and the staff of VBC are hesitant to try to come up with this mission statement is because we really want to encapture the whole shebang. You know, if we're going to make a mission statement, we want it to be reflective of, of all of those God-given charges yeah. as a church. And you even just said, it's like, yeah, my family, we got like 12 of these statements. Well, because okay. you, you need 12 to address these different areas. Yeah, that's so really if you were to come point. up with one for all of the Gillette's like meeting as a family, probably really, really hard. We could do it. We could do it. You could do it. But you're right. It would be hard. And and it would really rise and fall, the effectiveness of it, on how well we can unpack what those words are. Right. You yeah. know, through through teaching and, and, and reinforcement all the way throughout every everyday life, basically. A hundred hundred percent. And so I think, you know, just coming out of that whole conversation, Dan and I are thinking about, you know, missions, missions and goals and things. I think it just, this will be a shorter behold today, I think, but we want to just ask the question out there, throw it out to y'all. 
you know, do you know your mission? You know, could you, if someone asked you, what's your mission statement in life as a follower of Christ? Could you answer that question? Like, do you know what God's charges are for you? And can you verbalize that? And, you know, everyone's built differently. Some people are really helped by slogans and mantras. And some of you are totally the type of person who would wake up in the morning and be like, all right, Sean, time to love God, love people, love Christ, and, and go get them, you know? Mm-hmm, yeah. Like some of you ladies walk up and the first thing you think is like, live, laugh, love, y'all. I'm just kidding. <laughs> and other people, that's so unnatural for you. And that's not the point, right? The point is, do you know your mission in an easy to grasp, easy to communicate kind of way? And maybe that literally means you got to sit down and write your mission statement. Yeah. As a, yeah. It's, a, it's a helpful thought exercise maybe. Well, and and something too that we also talked about um, this, this week uh, was – so a healthy way to to think about it sometimes is is maybe to 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 split up the concept right and there's a, there's a lot of different different philosophies about how to think about mission statements but one of the ones i really like is basically to to split up the task into two objectives vision statement and then mission statement and the vision statement is a way to think about it is like it's a 10,000 foot view of, of your life. Like what is your life meant to be all about? And if you, if you were to, if you could imagine like getting in a time machine, you know, and, and going and fast forwarding 10 years from now, if the world's still here, by the way, <laughs> um, and, and you get there and you're like, wow, th- this is what I would love to see, right? This is what I love my, my family and my life and my, and my work to, to be all about. And then, then you get back in the time machine and you, and you say, okay, how am I going to get there? And that's your mission statement. Mm-hmm. So, and it, I think it's really helpful to think about that because when you think about the 10,000 foot view, it's pretty, it's going to be pretty similar for all of us as followers of Christ. Hopefully. And, yeah. <laughs> and it's going to be pretty similar for all of us, you know, in terms of uh, gospel centered, you know, spirit led local churches. So this local church might have a little bit of a different vision statement than that one, but it's going to be pretty similar. But then the mission statement is where you get into the the nuts and bolts. Okay, well, how are we going to do that in the Tri Valley? Mm-hmm. You know what? How are we going to do it with our people and with our giftings and what God's put on our hearts? So, like for instance, like Valley Bible Worship, we have a vision statement and a mission statement. Should, should I just read them right now? I think you want to. I, I, I don't I know. You want to. Just do it. Okay, let's see. Okay, so our, our vision statement is. We exist to exalt the triune God and cultivate a community that worships him. So that's our vision statement. Simple, easy to remember, 10,000 foot view, right? Mission statement. We strive to express the genuine worth of Jesus Christ by the help of the Holy Spirit to the glory of God the Father. We do this with a team of musicians and technicians who, by what is seen and heard, create an atmosphere that is conducive to authentic communion with God. Through our example, we seek to encourage our church family to reflect on God's word, respond to his grace, and revel in his glory. Mm. As ambassadors of the gospel, we reach out to all generations of our community, sharing the truth and love of Jesus in our music and service. Love it. Yeah, so so you know, everything that we do can can be kind of wrapped up in in that whole situation. So whenever I'm making decisions or figuring out what to do with my day or, um, you know, do, do we, what do we engage in in the coming year? It's a grid. It's a filter that we can, we can look through and say, are we on track or, or, or are we off track? 
Yeah, and I think that's a great point also, Dan, of sometimes, and you said before, it kind of ebbs and flows, or your need for a mission statement or what it means to you or its intents and purpose at that time, it it can kind of come and go, you know? And the worship one's a good example. I think sometimes when someone is kind of newer to the team, we're a lot more mindful of of referencing that with them, you know, and showing that to them and make sure they're they're on board with that. Whereas I think that, you know, the Cindy Whites of the world, they, she could communicate all those things really easily. Yeah. Maybe not word for word like that, but she knows the mission. She yeah. knows the mission. And it's kind of like, I'm going to use this, this weird analogy here, but it's kind of like you're, you're, you're adventuring in the wilderness, you know? Mm. And we've all, hopefully, I mean, maybe, I'm not going to make assumptions. If you've ever been hiking before in the woods, you've probably used something like a compass before, right? Yeah, Because yeah. you pull it out. Shout out to the Boy Scouts out there yep. and, and the Girl Scouts. Or Awanas out there, you know. Ooh. Anyways, you know, you, you, you're you're in the woods. It's hard to see where you're going, and that's like life. You know, sometimes life gets. You, we're, we're just talking about this. How busy we all are. Mm. So many things going on, and the, these these different tasks and different responsibilities are like trees. You know, they're they're blocking our view because we're just so surrounded by them. And so a compass can be so helpful for us to pull out and just say, "Oh, which way am I pointing? Is it the right way or not?" You know. You know where you're heading. You can check against that. And the same thing on our mission is just you, you you look at your mission you've written, really which God has given to us, but you've rewritten it for your own life. Am I going the right way? You know, And then you can use that and hold it up against whatever it is. Did I do that this month? Did mm-hmm. I do it this week? Am I, did I do that yesterday? I'm waking up this morning. Am I fulfilling this mission by what I'm doing today? Because yeah. if you're not, then you should make some changes. Yeah. You know, And then you know, expanding on the navigation thing, this is going to be a weird reference, but if you've seen the movie Moana ever, uh, they're, they, they're in the ocean, you know, her and Maui are in the ocean navigating to a certain place. Mm-hmm. And I know the way. And they talk about this thing called wayfinding. Oh, I'm a wayfinder. I'm a wayfinder. Yeah. Well, it's actually a real thing. You know, in ancient Polynesia, wayfinders were people who could navigate the oceans without a compass. And they did it because the stars. Yeah, right? they, they yeah. knew the stars so well that they yeah. could navigate thousands of miles without needing to check a compass because they just knew. They just knew those things. Maybe maybe back in the day, they needed a lot more help with that and they needed to more frequently check. Is that is that the thing I think it is, you know? Wow. I'm not sure if I know that, but then eventually they know and they can just by instinct go the right way. And I think in a similar way, sometimes there's seasons where, man, I am burdened right now. I'm going through a trial. I need to check that compass every single day, every hour, you know, and come before God and just say, God, am I with you right now? Or maybe, yeah, maybe you're making a lot of decisions. Yeah. You know, you're in a season of life where you have to figure out, hey, I'm not just necessarily running and and, and f- in a groove. I got to actually make a decision, you know? Yeah. Right. And, and and hopefully all of us someday are mature enough and experienced enough and we, the, the word is alive in us enough and we've committed enough to memory that we know the shape of the stars. You know, we know what God has told us to do. And mm-hmm. we can then just act as wayfinders versus having to do the, the compass all the time, you know? Yeah. And of course, until we are all with Jesus, we're going to have to check our compass sometimes because yeah. we're humans, we're sinners. The enemy is working in this world against us, you know? Yeah. So of course we're going to have to do that. But I think that's a, a nice picture of just how mission statements can help us to find our way. And again, this is all coming from the, the word. Yeah. It's all coming from the God, from God yeah. right? But yeah. Yeah, it's good stuff. No, totally. And and I think too, there's there's other things that again, like that's why I think it's helpful to look at the big picture because we're gonna get a lot of that stuff from from just the word of God, because the the Lord, like through his word, has really laid out for us what what our life is is to look like. 
you know, in, in, a, in, in a really specific and beautiful way, you know, just for his people. But then there's going to be certain things that are, that are specific to you versus me versus, some, you know, any, any of us who might be listening. And so I think like it might be nice or helpful to share an example of like how some of our personal mission statements govern choices we make, you know, or, you know what I'm saying? So like, like I was thinking about, um, so we're kind of in a season right now where our kids are getting older and they're starting to get involved in activities and, and sports and things like that. And one of our core like values and, and statements in our family is we want our kids to love God's church. Mm. We want our kids to, to grow up um, with a healthy love for the body of Christ. And so, so when it comes to signing up for leagues or, you know, figuring out what activities our kids are going to be involved in, if there's ever uh, something that we're thinking about signing them up for that is going to interfere with Sunday morning worship, we don't do it, Mm. you know? And that's just something that, so it's like, and it happens all the time where it's like, oh, we found this great league. So-and-so from, from this school or from that friend group is going to be there too. And it's, it's a great, we can afford it. It fits the budget. It looks really fun. Oh man, it's on Sundays. Well, we're not going to do it, you know? And, and not to say that we won't ever miss church for any other, any reason, but I'm not going to sign myself up. It's basically, (laughs) you know, it's like, I'm, I'm making a decision to not go against my mission statement as a family. Yeah. You know what I mean? No, I think it's so wise. And I think that, that that really speaks to just how circumstances change, you know? Right. Your life situation changed, which means that your mission field has now changed. And so mm. shouldn't your mission, you know? Yeah. On the sports thing, maybe your mission statement is, man, as I am on this team, maybe you're in high school or whatever, in college you're on a team, I'm going to show people what it means to have Christ-like sportsmanship. That's you know great. what I mean? Yeah, Whatever yeah, it is. Yeah. Maybe you're in school. Like, man, I'm going to be a, a – I'm going to stand above the influence, you know, and mm. be Christ-like in my school. I mean, that's your mission every single day. Yeah, yeah. In your workplace, you know, it's just, the list goes on and on and on. Yeah. I think that what you're saying is so accurate of just – that's where our mission can really morph and morph. And vision-wise, what's our vision? Man, to see people join us in eternity with Jesus, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, But what that means day-to-day absolutely morphs and changes and whatnot. Yeah, uh, I good. think it's really good. How about for, for you, any, any like specific examples of, I don't know, I'll put you on the spot, like choices you've made recently based on some, some like your understanding of your mission, you know, as you're studying the chart that God has for you? Yeah, no, I love that. You know, one of the things which I probably a lot of people can identify with this is just the busyness, you know, mm-hmm. of Barry. And so for me, that's a constant, constant battle is, just, is there's always going to be more and more things to take on. And particularly when it comes to work, you know, because I'm, I'm full-time staff here as a pastor, but then I'm also, my wife and I have a videography business and just every single day things come up and there's opportunity to work more and more and more and more and more, mm-hmm. you know? Work, 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 yeah. <laughs> but, but at the end of the day, you know, my, the vision I have for my family 20 years from now does not line up with, with what the world is telling us our work pace should be, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And I'll be the first one to say, I am not the best example of what work balance should always look like, you know? 
but I have said no to so many things this year and it like irks my worldly soul to say that because it's so much money I've turned down. Yeah. But yeah. it's because I just, I know that if I do this and take this on, like just this weekend, I got an offer to do a thing and it's like $5,000 to go and do it, but I can't do it because it will be too much for my family. Yeah. You know, it's too much for me to be a present father, a present husband, all those yeah. things. Yeah. And it's just, again, that's, it's, it doesn't line up with my mission as Sean Houch the dad, Sean Houch the husband now. Yeah. You know, so I just, I got to not do it. Removed from that, there'd be no reason not to take it on, you know? Mm-hmm. And the world is telling you, you got to do it. You got to work more and more. You got to make more and more money. You got to buy nicer, nicer stuff, you know? <laughs> right. But again, I think that's just why those, those knowing what your mission is, is so helpful of just knowing, man, I want this but is this lining up on the mission? And then I think that really helps you just still down after that. Is this even coming from God or is this a Satan thing? You know, yeah. I want this new guitar. Well, my mission is to, to worship God on Sunday mornings with my people. I can do that just fine right now. I don't need a guitar, whatever it is, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So anyways. No, that's really good. I think it's a healthy conversation. And, and if, if this is stirring something in you as you're listening, we would love to, to hear, hear from you on that. You know, send us some thoughts. Send write down, you know, here, here, here's, here's my, my stab at a mission statement. I think we'd love to, to dialogue with you that way and, and encourage you along those lines. And, and if you're not the writer downer type, uh, that's okay too. You can, um, just, you know, find, grab us in the hallways or give us a, give us a call. And we'd love to hear where this is landing with you guys. Uh, I agree. I, I would love to hear that. Um, and I'm just going to really quickly read from, we read this on the staff retreat, um, but I think it's a good example of a mission, sorry, a vision statement for us. Mm. But my Bible is trying to audibly read it for me. So give me one second. <laughs> yeah, we got enough guests on that. I'm trying to tell us, stop it. That was okay. So anyways, as you're thinking about this, I just want to remind us of, you know, we're followers of Christ. We're, we're lovers of Jesus and his father and the Holy spirit, you know, we, we're looking forward hopefully to just eternity spent with him. And so that's our vision, right? That's our vision statement of what the long-term picture is. So let me just read this and just remind you of what that's going to be like. It's from revelation seven. And after this, I looked and behold a great multitude that no one could number from every nation, from all tribes and peoples and languages, standing before the throne and before the lamb clothed in white robes with palm branches in their hands and crying out with a loud voice, salvation belongs to our God who sits on the throne and to the lamb. And all the angels were standing around the throne and around the elders and the four living creatures. And they fell on their faces before the throne and worshiped God saying, amen, Blessing and glory and wisdom and thanksgiving and honor and power and might be to our God forever and ever. Amen. Amen. That sounds awesome, man. Can't wait for that. So how are y'all going to make that happen in your daily lives? You know, how are you going to help us and help Christ work towards just that beautiful picture where we're all going to fall on our knees mm-hmm. before him and just worship him together? Yeah. And I think there there's a, there's a great opportunity that, we are we're we're really encouraging everyone to take advantage of right now. We we started this new series at both of our campuses called Life and Liberty, and it's just going through some selected love and liberty. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. I knew that, but I I, I got. But it. life is good too. Continue. 
Live, love, laugh. <laughs> what is it? Live, love, liberty. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Anyway, thank you, Sean. Um, and we, what, what we're really encouraging people to do is to just to, to assemble and get into these groups that are going to meet each week and basically just, just basically share and encourage each other with what they're learning from these, uh, these, these, the sermon series and how is God speaking to you and challenging you? And it's really simple. It's nice. There's, there's no, nothing to read ahead of time. There's no assignments to prepare or anything. You just, you just listen on Sunday to what God is saying and you come to these groups and you just share. And, um, I know we're, we're doing one, my wife, Emily and I, uh, on Wednesday nights at 8 PM, you guys are, anybody who's listening is welcome to come and just journey with us, you know, as we go through this series. And one of the things that I think is a symptom of this busy culture that we have that you mentioned is we hear something like this and we're like, Oh great. Another thing to do. And we really want to help people understand that is not this, <laughs> this is not something for you to do. This is this is an opportunity for you to come and be, just come and be loved by a community. Come and be encouraged. Come and just be a child of God, <laughs> in 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 you know with your brothers and sisters, and um, so so don't think of it that way. I mean, um, yeah, yeah. I mean, just just to add on to that, like, man, these aren't tasks. Right. Know, these aren't responsibilities. This is enjoying life together. Yes, you know, yes. it's like if someone gave me like a feast and they're like, "Oh, and there's cookies." I'm like, "Oh, not Another cookies thing too. To do. Not ice cream yeah. too." You know, I'm, yeah. I'm too busy or whatever. Anyways, yeah, no, it's it, good. And also, I just want to say, if you're listening to this podcast regularly, then guess what? You already know how to do this. This is what we do. We we look at Sunday mornings and we just talk about it, what it means in our lives, so you can use this as a great model for for your love and liberty groups. Hopefully, yeah, fantastic. All right, and they can go online and sign up for those. Darn right. I think it's vbc.online slash classes, or it should be anyways. Well, yeah, I think if you go, see, I think if you go ministries and then you go groups, that's probably the most direct way to get there. Yes, either one. Yeah. Um, but yeah, or, or talk to us and we'll get you connected. All right, y'all. Thanks for listening. Hope it was encouraging for you. Right at your compass. And we'll talk yes. to you guys uh, soon. See you next week. Okay, bye, guys. Thank you for listening. Be sure to subscribe for future episodes of Behold. If you would like more information about Valley Bible Church, or if you'd like resources from this episode, go ahead and check out vbc.online forward slash behold. Catch you guys next week.